All right, welcome to the Extra Point. I'm Wes. I'm with Bobby. Bobby, what's going on, buddy? Oh, everything's good, man. How's it going? Uh, it's going great because we have a very, very special guest with us today, Nick Sorensen, defensive back coach of the Seattle Seahawks. How you doing today, Nick? Good morning, fellas. What's up, Bobby? Hey, what's, what's up, up, buddy? How you doing, man? I'm great, man. So great. I, so I see right now you got time uh, for us, I guess, on your commute, and I'm assuming today is a travel day since you guys are going across country to Philadelphia, right? That's right. We travel this afternoon. We got some uh, meetings, get our practice in, and then uh, jump on the plane, head out to Philly. Nice, nice. And um, let me ask you this, though, Nick. What are you going over, like the 405 bridge right now? Because you live out in Bellevue, which isn't that far. So I'm assuming, like, your work days consist of going to the Central Lake Field every day. Is that kind of where your offices are? No, our offices are they're renting uh, right near Bellevue. That's so right. I live in Bellevue, and I just, I just head down 405 and – Okay. Right down to uh, Right. Yeah, not far. Okay. Right on. Nick. No, Nick. Another question for you. Just can you just let us know, like, what's a typical work week for you during a game week? Like your work schedules. Uh, typical work week. So yeah, during the season, the, the the hours are long. I mean, it's um, you're 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 not sleeping a whole lot. You're putting the time in, and um, you know, it varies a little bit, but you know, you're spending most of your time. You're usually uh. You don't see your family very much during the season. Yeah. You might get a little more time in the off season. That's the, the nice thing. Coach Carroll's pretty good about giving us time to recharge and spend time with the family. But during the season, you're putting, you're trying to see everything you can see. You're not leaving any stone unturned because absolutely, you know, 16 weeks goes by pretty quick. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You everyone you can. Let me ask you this, Nick, because um, <clears throat> you know, even me just being a high school coach, the insane amount of film that I try to watch during a week to prep for a game on Friday. I couldn't even imagine uh, the amount of film that you watch during a week. Like, I mean, you don't even need to give me an hour's number, but it's pretty overwhelming, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot, but I love it. You know, I mean, right. I'm fortunate that my wife is great. And, um, she can handle the hours. She knows how much I love football. Right. I consider this the second best job. Playing, to me, was the best. I mean, that's, you're out there playing. And, but this, to me, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. So the hours are worth it. It's fun. You know, you, there's some grinding in there, but you're, you're searching. You're always trying to find something that can help the players. It's really just about, you know, what am I doing? You know, just watch the tape yourself. It's what can I do that's going to help them be successful. But right. In the end, that's what it's all doing about. Doing something that you love, man. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Nick, uh, Wes here, obviously. I uh, wanted to bring up a couple questions. Obviously, a couple weeks ago, you had a major win versus San Francisco, uh, and I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out here. Your buddy, Bobby, here did not pick you all to win. I did because yeah, I, believe, <clears throat> I believe in you and your team. Uh, oh, come on, Bobby. <laughs> man, I, hey, I picked you this week, Nick, man. I just, uh, yeah, man, I knew he was going to bring that up. Yeah, man. Now I'm, thinking, now I'm thinking you shouldn't pick us to win. Go against us every week. Yeah, no, yeah, that was only the first <laughs> time, brother. Hey, we got your face this week, Bobby. All right. it, man. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, but in that San Francisco <laughs> game again, a huge win for you. Your your defensive uh, secondary really stepped up. Qu uh, Quandre Diggs had that interception, and as a team, you guys had eight pass deflections. Uh, I mean, without giving away too much, because I know you obviously have uh, there's stuff you can't tell us. But uh, what what kind of game plan did you have going into that game for your DBs, and uh, how well do you think they executed? You know what I mean. We always want to just challenge guys. I mean, that's just, there's no real secret to how we play. We always, the Legion of Boom, we don't ever feel like we've ever left that mentality. Um, we want to play physical. We want to play tough. Our guys, I think, embraced this challenge of, of what it was. I think that's what's cool with how Coach Carroll, you know, kind of operates 
um, our whole program and the team and the mindset is that every week we view as a championship uh, game. It, you know, he starts that even when it's the preseason so that when the big games happen, it's just that next championship opportunity. Right. You know, and so I think where everyone sees it as this big, crazy, you know, you're playing undefeated teams, it's Monday night, all that stuff. We really kind of try to approach every week like it's that, you know, and then it's just another game. It doesn't matter where it is. Doesn't matter who it is, we're going to play how we play, impose our will, and play our style of play. And I think really that's kind of what it came down to, especially with the secondary and you know adding Quandre to the team. And it was the first time he got a chance to play. You know he was he'd been coming off a little injury, so kind of had to you know get him back in and get him in the groove. He started to feel comfortable with you know how we make our calls, how we play our defenses, and he plugged right in and played a whole lot of snaps and, and you know. You know, with that game going to overtime, yeah. and he did awesome. He was hitting. Um, Big Mac was hitting. You know, Shaq's been having a terrific year. Uh, Shaquille Griffin was talking about. And mm-hmm. then Trey Flowers, too. He, he's been improving and improving, you know. You know, Trey on the other side at corner, this is his second season. He didn't, he didn't even play corner in college. You know, he was a safety um, wow. all his college career. So that guy, you know, as you see him each week, it's just a continuous progression with him and Shaq keeps getting better. So, you know, I feel like, and the, the guys feel like we just, every day, whether it's practice or the next game, how can we get better? What's the next step? You know, keep challenging ourselves to, to reach our potential and how high and, and how good can we be? Right. So, it was exciting to see that game. That couldn't awesome. imagine. Hey, Nick, I couldn't imagine, man. It was just exciting, just as exciting watching that game, man. Game of the year so far in my book. Oh yeah, we had we had a lot of fun looking at that game, breaking it down, going into it. Um, uh, you brought it up earlier, the Legion of Boom. Um, you obviously were part of that excellent, excellent secondary. Um, how has it been that watching those kind of people transition out and getting your new players? How much uh, how have you had to approach your coaching? Has it been a little bit? Uh, I mean, what's been the difference between your the Legion of Boom and your current secondary squad? What's cool is is like you mentioned them, and and some of our guys were here with a lot of those guys. So those guys set the standard. You know, talking about, you know, Cam, Earl, Sherm, you know, Byron Maxwell, and, and all the guys that, uh, Brandon Brown, all those guys that were here, you know, they set this um, up. You know, this is this standard was set, and the challenge is out there, and everyone knows what it is, and really it's about loving our brothers, too, you know, and it, it was really the, the relationships that were built in the room and the trust and, and how the guys challenged each other and played with each other. And Cam still comes around. Obviously, Sherman Earl moved on, but, you know, he'll come back around and, you know, he'll come talking to the guys and, you know, mix in with them. And he's just awesome, you know, and he'll stay in touch with them and they'll ask questions. He's right there, you know, answering them. I, I don't think anything's really changed because the beauty is, is, is it's done by the players challenge each other, you know, that, that's there. They understand what it was and they're trying to keep it as it is. You know, that right. same standard that was set with all the, those original guys that, you know, kind of carried and just carried over itself naturally. You know, when you got good players and with great attitude and great character yep. that are true competitors, they want to continue to do the same stuff. Right on. So, oh, yeah. I love that. I love that, man. Um, when you first came in, uh, when you were first came into your coaching, uh, now correct me if I'm wrong, was your first job the defensive back coordinator with the uh, Seahawks? Was it the what? Uh, again, sorry. So now you're good. Sorry, man. Um, 
um, when you first entered the league, as far as from a coaching perspective, was it the defensive back coach yeah. for the Seahawks? Oh no! I I, I first I I did like um, you know when I first got here I did special teams. That's I was right. assistant gotcha. special teams. Yeah, that's right. For um, like four years, and now I've been on the uh, defensive side for the last three years, and uh, it's just been great. You know, I had a blast doing the special teams. This is a nice, fun challenge to move over to the DBs, and um, it's all football. You know, I've, I yep. kind of did both, and you know, even moving around in college. It's, you know, the challenge of just being a part of football and kind of learning different aspects of it. has been awesome. Yeah. Hey, yeah. um, <clears throat> sorry, Nick, but, uh, you remember I was out there a couple of years ago with AU when we were on the sidelines, uh, during your game over for the Seahawks, I was talking to you about, I mean, I'm sorry, when they were playing the Redskins, I was talking to you about how yeah. you transitioned from being down in the field to up in the booth right now. And you were kind of excited about yeah. that. Um, what is just different up there? Isn't it like you think you just get a lot more learning experience up there like, tell me what you think about that. Yeah, initially I wasn't like excited. I like truly fired up because I love being on the field. You know, that's all I've ever known being a player for so, you know, doing that for so long. It was just like, yeah, I don't want to be up there. But then I just looked at it as like another learning experience, you know, like, hey, you know what? I want to see it up there. Um, you have a different perspective completely. I mean, you can have all your stuff. You're able to, you know, communicate down to the field. We're talking all the time. With, uh, within the coaching staff, right? And, um, it's been cool. You can you can really see the whole. It's like you're watching tape up there. So your your view. That's why you'll see some coordinators like it up there. So you'll see sometimes you know where they flash the cameras of offensive coordinators or defensive coordinators are up there, and some right. guys you know really swear by it because you can really see everything. But there is something about being on the field too. So you know it was just it's just been good to be up here and have a different aspect and a different view of it. Yeah. Um, and just keep growing, you know? Yeah, and you're right, definitely, because you'll see sometimes you'll see defensive coordinators and offensive coordinators somewhere on the field. They prefer, and a lot of them like to be up top, too, as well. So definitely get that. Yeah, I think it's just preference. Right, oh, it's yeah. preference. Um, another thing, Nick, real quick, if you can, I just want to talk about your playing career. When you entered the league in 2001, who, if anybody, kind of took you under their wing and, like, kind of mentored you? Because, you know, I know that's a big step, you know, for you going as an undrafted free agent, going to um, the Miami Dolphins. Was there any of that one person, even if those were the Dolphins or the Jaguars, that kind of like took you under their wing and mentored you when you got into the league? Yeah, um, it was a few guys. I mean, it was I was fortunate. When I first started with Miami, um, I was undrafted. I signed there. I went through, you know, offseason and training camp. And it was a real humble veteran team. There was some good youth, but they were a good team. And I didn't make that team. Then I signed with the Rams, you know, after week five. And I went out. I remember going out for a workout, and it was like they're 5-0. and oh. I'm like, there's no way they're going to want to sign me. But they, they signed me, and yes. I went out practice squad for three weeks, and then got activated. But remember that. I remember that. the rest of the year. That was when we played in the Super Bowl office. So that was the first championship that New England got. And you, right. were, on the, you were on that kick, too. You were right there on that kick yeah, on that yeah. last second field goal. Yep, remember yeah. like yesterday, man. I remember. Don't want to bring up bad memories, brother. But I know. Thank you. Appreciate it. Like I said, everyone has an experience with New England, you know, yep. and um, taking the ring. But that team was so veteran, you know, with like yeah. my, you know, Kurt Warner and Marshall Fox. These guys were amazing. Oh, and man. Aeneas Williams, my locker was right next to him. But there was like just so many Grand Wistrom and Ernie Conwell and. Um, you know, Dre Bly. And there were Ernie Conwell, a Husky. Yeah, man, he was a great guy. I mean, there were just, between like Aeneas and um, 
it was just what a tremendous guy. Just what you learn, not just so much them taking you under their wing, but you learn by seeing how they prepare too. You know, and I didn't necessarily know exactly. You know, you go to that team that had just won the championship two years before in '99, and then we go this year and you know, 14 and two, and we're favored to you know we're whipped just crushing everybody because there were so many good leaders and and veteran guys yeah. on the team. I mean, they I got to see how you're supposed to prepare and how you practice. But I I just continue to think how Aeneas Williams, you know, he's a just went in the Hall All of Fame a right. couple years ago. For sure. He did things every day. Yeah. And, you know, Kurt Warner, everyone knows Kurt is. Right. Oh, he what a nice guy. He's thrown a bunch of you. This dude is competitive. Yeah. I yeah. mean, every day, like, a true blue, probably one of the kindest, nicest, good-hearted, none of that, how he is as a Christian man, is none of it is fake. He is 100% authentic. That's He's awesome. A real awesome guy. Truly yeah, is, I bet. But he competes, man. Every day was so competitive at practice. It was it was unbelievable. And then like Aeneas, same deal. Incredible guy, extremely competitive. And I mean, worked so hard, would challenge you the right way. He was a lot of fun, but he was he was locked in every day. You know, if you're jogging off the field, you know, you jog off, you know, in between plays, you know, if you're off now and you kind of walk the last couple of He's like all the way off, all the way off. That's it. You know, no, you got no, just no walking in between the lines. The little, the little thing, the little thing. And then Lovey Smith was our D coordinator. Oh, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. That's yeah. right, Lovey. I forgot. You know, yeah. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't never need to raise his voice. He never did, but he had a certain way to be like, hey, Nick, hey. you know where you had practice yesterday. You know, I didn't really notice you out there. <laughs> right, you know, right, 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 right. He's, like, he's like, I saw, I saw you the day before. You had an interception. You know, that was. Uh, but I don't remember. He's like, don't be gray. Don't blend in. You know, he just, and I think he got a lot of that, you know, humble, calm stuff from being with Dungey. And, oh, man. You know, right. There was some, uh, there was some great stuff. And, you know, my DB coach was Ron Meeks, and he was awesome. He ended up being a coordinator in Carolina and coached a long time. You know, his son played DB at Stamp, you know, has moved on. I mean, it, it was really, I learned a lot there. And then it kind of progressed. You, you know, they were great guys in, in Jacksonville, and then in Cleveland, and then I become a veteran. And right, it was uh, everywhere I went. It was the little pieces of you know that you, know, you take from it, and relationships you get, and you, you you grow and you learn from everybody. It's, you know, it's just like life, just like you or yep. both of you guys or me. I mean, we all kind of have pieces that you know kind of shape us and just build. Yeah, them. just help build the puzzle. Absolutely, yeah. Hey, uh, Nick, what was yeah. uh, throughout your career, you know, coaching, playing days, college, all the way back, you know, what was the your favorite experience uh, ever? And uh, the second part to that is, you know, what's the most electric atmosphere you've ever played or coached in? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> obviously, Blackbird was phenomenal. I knew. I told yeah. him. I knew that that was going to yeah. come up with the Enter Sandman action. Yep. The college, the, yeah, the college experience is great. I mean, that was awesome. And then I do specifically remember that, you know, going to the league. And I remember our home game, my rookie year, our home uh, NFC chip, excuse me, champ, NFC championship game. It was so loud. You know, it was like, you know, there was a, you win that game, you're going to the Super Bowl. There, there's something to be said about a home, uh, you know, conference championship game. Because I remember it was, it was always loud here in Seattle, too, coming out here. I'm like, golly. But then that, Again, the, the championship game is like a whole other level. You know, you go to the Super Bowl, it becomes really corporate. And the whole, you know, you really just focus on the game because you got the whole, the entire week of distraction potential 
distraction that you have to distraction with all the media and stuff like that. Those are always you get funny stories from just being in all those media days and stuff. Right. Now, but, and Nick, was that game? Was I'm sorry to interrupt you. Was that game that you were just talking yeah. about that Seattle game that was that against Atlanta Falcons? Was that the birthquake? Was that Marshawn's big run where they say that it, the earthquake pretty much like electrified the stadium? Was, was that the one no, we're talking? about? I no? wasn't. I wasn't at that one. The, okay. the ones I'm thinking of was uh, it was San Fran. Oh, the San Fran. Yep, I got you. Yep. That tip, that tip pick one, mm-hmm. and then I believe the next one was um, Green Bay when we had that. Ep- the next year was like the epic comeback. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I remember that one. The, yeah. Where we had the touchdown, the two point, the onside kick. But the first thing they kicked off was the the fake field goal for a touchdown. You know. Right. Then the next time we got the we got an onside kick and we and then I mean it, that was and then the the, the late throw that rushed through the uh, Jermaine Curse to get in the end zone. Another one of your Huskies, Bobby. Yep, Jermaine Curse. Um, yes, sir. Yep, yep, yep. Absolutely. So that that game was. But the whole atmosphere, because if you think about it, that's really like a local, the home fan Super Bowl, because not everyone can go to the Super Bowl. It's expensive. You know, it's hard to get to. Right. Like I said, it becomes, becomes pretty corporate with just because of the ticket prices. So right. those those championship games and any NFC championship games are, are, are pretty special. All right, Nick, we know you're kind of running out of time. You're probably almost at work. We, we just got one more question for you. Nick is, or uh, Wes is going to go ahead and ask you about, I think. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I know you're really busy, man. You don't have a lot of time, so we'll keep it, uh, we'll keep it brief. Make this our last question. Yeah. Um, so you have a big big matchup this weekend uh, versus Philly. Obviously, you're getting ready to travel up there. Um, Philly's had a lot of issues in the wide receiver core, uh, whether it be injury or just whatever's been going on with them lately. How do you prepare for a team that, you know, you maybe not don't have a whole lot of film on their, you know, second, third tier receivers. How do you prepare your your DBs like that? Just next man up mentality, or? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there's always uncertainty each week. Like even the previous week, you know, not knowing if Kittles is going to go, and then you can even have in game injuries, like you know what what Bamford had with Brita, and right. you know this week too. It, you know, they're looking at stuff that. You know, we have little things that, you know, you kind of prepared for certain people are in and certain people are out. But in the end, the best thing that about that is you just focus on yourself and your own fundamentals. Because it sounds crazy when you, you know, I tell my kids all the time that are, I have two boys right. that are seven and nine. And I'm like, oh, we're working fundamentally. like, no, we want to play a game. Right, right, play. right, right, right. <laughs> Guys, the best thing that we can possibly do in the NFL I'm, is, do, is focus on your fundamentals. And if you yes. if you really get back to that, it means, you know, and, and defensively, what is that? It's communication. It's playing fast. It's, you know, reading your keys and having great eyes. Um, our guys being able to, you know, talk to each other about what they're seeing. And then, you know, trusting each other. And just out hitting and playing with great effort. Probably the most important thing. Right. Which is right. crazy. And a lot of times that, that's when you play your best is when you – get back to the basics and you keep sure. you know, a clean, concise plan and you have your players trusting you and trusting each other and then they can just play fast. And, that, you know, if that's what it gets to, to do and, you know, it really doesn't matter who you play. So right. That's really kind of how you approach You can approach every week like that regardless of who you're playing. And you have your little tweaks based on personnel here and there, but you can't let that overtake your fundamentals and being able to do all those things I just talked about. Right. So, yeah. Well, hey, Nick. Um, <clears throat> yeah. 
Well, hey, Nick, we're going to go ahead and um, we'll have, go ahead and let you go because I know you're probably almost at practice and you got a really busy day ahead. Absolutely. Hey, I can't, hey brother, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Yes. Um, this is really big for us, and um, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, man. Yeah, Nick, thank you so much, yeah, man, no for problem. taking the time. You didn't have to do it, and you did it for right. us, us our, our little small podcast. So it yeah. means a lot to us, man. We really appreciate you, and you know, next time you're in town, we'd love to meet you. Yeah, and Nick. Um, oh, no problem. Yeah, maybe we can get you on here in the next few weeks or something, just on your way to work, just maybe doing a couple of recaps, whatever. We'll talk about that later on. But um, no question. Hey, Bobby's my guy. You gotta understand, I grew up with Bobby. Yeah, man, we go back like we go back like rocking chairs, buddy. Man, I remember I burnt down your garage, man, when I was eight years old. Don't sleep. Bobby was good at. Bobby was a good athlete. He was good at everything. Yeah, appreciate that, man. Yeah, Nick and you know we grew up together, and no problem, West. I appreciate you guys, and. Have a great day. Hey, Nick, good luck against the Eagles, man. Go ahead and Go take care it. of business out Go there, buddy. Get it done, Nick. Kick ass, man. Good luck, Go brother. Away. All right, take Go care, buddy. It. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. Bye. Yep. That was Nick Sorensen with the Seattle Seahawks defensive back coordinator. Wishing him the best of luck this weekend against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, that'll be a big win for my, uh, you know, if the Seahawks can go there, take care of business um, against the Eagles, that'll definitely help my Cowboys out too because we obviously have a big game against the uh, Patriots here on Sunday night. So. And not only that, they also, uh, late late uh, Sunday, they have the San Francisco 49ers, they, they, uh, they play the Green Bay Packers. So in that game, if Green Bay can manage to pull out a win there and Seattle gets the job done in Philly, they actually take the division lead by the, by the tiebreaker rule because they have the win over the 49ers right now. So, right, right. Um, you know, again, Nick, all the luck, to the luck in the world to you. I hope you, you go out there and get it done. I want to see some picks, hopefully, from your secondary. That would be great. Be great. And maybe we can give you a call next week and, uh, and hear from more from you. But that kind of wraps it up. A little special episode with Nick Sorensen. Yep, next, we'll we'll, yeah, we'll be back here early next week. Yep, we'll be here next week. We'll talk pre-Thanksgiving games. I know the Cowboys will have a game on Thanksgiving, so Bobby will have a lot to say about it. But for now, that's going to be it. Thank you for listening to The Extra Point. Take it easy. See ya.